Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Hi, this is Bryce from Precision Nutrition, and today I'm reading the article, Meal Plans Usually Suck. Here are six better ways to transform your diet by Brian St. Pierre. Almost every client starts out asking for a meal plan. The only problem? Meal plans usually suck. Instead of considering yet another doomed eating regimen, check out these six ways to transform your diet in a sustainable way. Here's one of the most common questions we get from folks who are considering or just starting out in precision nutrition coaching for men and women. Do I get a meal plan? And the answer? No, we don't do meal plans. But we can't blame people for asking. Meal plans have long been a staple of the fitness and nutrition industry. Trainers and nutrition experts are taught to create meal plans. Clients are taught to expect them. Unfortunately, most of the time, meal plans don't work. You see, traditional meal plans are explicit prescriptions. Eat this exact thing in this exact amount at this exact time. For example, you often see breakfast, 7.30 a.m., three scrambled eggs, one cup of vegetables, one piece of whole grain toast, one cup of coffee, one glass of water, morning snack, 10 a.m., one protein bar, one handful mixed nuts, lunch, 12.30 p.m., four ounces of chicken, two cups of salad, one handful of seeds, and one glass of water. After exercise, 4.30 p.m., one scoop whey protein, half a cup of frozen fruit, one teaspoon of omega-3 oil, and 12 ounces of water. Dinner, 7 p.m., four-ounce steak, one cup of cooked veggies, one baked potato, and one glass of water. Now, you might be thinking, good, I want a plan. I'm sick of trying to figure all this stuff out. Just tell me what to eat, PN. Unfortunately, when we try to follow rigid prescriptions like the ones I just mentioned, lots can and often does go wrong. Here's a few scenarios. Scenario one, you just don't stick to the plan. No matter how enthusiastic you are, meal plans can be tough to follow. This is normal. Life can get in the way. People get busy. We're not always prepared. Kids get sick. Bosses expect you to work late. It's always someone's birthday or a special holiday. And sometimes you just don't feel like having a protein bar at 10 a.m. What's more, even if you've actually paid to have someone make your plan, you might find yourself rebelling against it in subtle or not so subtle ways. This is also normal. Unfortunately, it means you might not get the results you hope for. For instance, a meal plan you hoped would help you lose weight could actually encourage you to gain weight instead. All right, here's scenario number two. You follow the plan perfectly. In fact, you follow it too well and for too long. Most meal plans are meant to be temporary. They're designed to help a person get to a specific short-term goal, like dropping a few extra pounds before a wedding, learning to manage blood sugar, or cutting weight for an athletic competition. Our bodies can usually adapt to a rigid way of eating for a short period of time. But if you're too strict for too long, 
you could end up with disordered eating habits and lasting health, mental, metabolic, and hormonal consequences. Okay, here's scenario number three. You follow the plan for a little while, but it sucks. It isn't sustainable. It doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't keep you sane. Maybe you see some short-term results or not, but you hate living and eating this way. You never want to see another stupid piece of lettuce or four ounces of chicken. Eventually, you get so turned off by the process that you regress or quit altogether. You conclude that eating healthy sucks. And you miss your big chance to learn how to make things healthier, more enjoyable, more lasting and real changes. Now, here's another reason meal plans fail. One of the biggest yet generally unacknowledged problems with traditional meal plans is their focus on nutrients. But the thing is, real people don't eat nutrients. We eat food. We eat meals, often with other people. We eat meals that match our cultural background and social interests, and we rarely measure things precisely. Sure, sometimes an explicit prescription is necessary. For instance, professional athletes or bodybuilders, in other words, people who make money off their bodies and athletic skills, use meal plans to prepare for training and competition. A prescribed meal for someone in that situation might look something like this. One quarter cup of dry oats, three ounces of turkey breast, one cup of steamed broccoli, five almonds, one omega-3 supplement, and one cup green tea unsweetened. But most of us don't need that level of surgical precision. We don't normally eat ounces of things or refer to food by their nutrients like omega-3 fatty acids. Instead, we eat foods like hamburgers, tacos and burritos, salads, pasta and noodles, sandwiches, wraps, pitas and rotis, stews and curries, cereal and granola, stir fries, casseroles. Bottom line, if you want to eat better, you don't have to get all weird about things. You don't need to weigh and measure everything or count out your almonds. Ask yourself, is someone paying me to do this? If the answer is no, you likely don't need this kind of approach. You just need to think about what you're already eating and how you can make it a little bit better. This means fiddling and adjusting, making small changes and improvements to what you already normally eat and enjoy one small step at a time. Think about a spectrum of food quality rather than bad or good foods. So with that said, welcome to the meal transformation game. Here's how it works. When you play with the idea of a food spectrum or food continuum, you get to experiment with variables like what you eat and how you eat it. So you can think of this as a game. And how can you play make this meal just a little bit better in every situation? And in which situations is that easier or harder? Well, when your choices are limited, for instance, when you're traveling or eating at a workplace cafeteria, think, how can you shoot for a little bit better while still being realistic and without trying to be perfect? So to start, let's transform breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Here's how that food spectrum might look in daily life with a sample of eating, beginning with transforming breakfast. Stage one. Let's say that your go-to breakfast is a whipped cream coffee drink and a chocolate croissant. You pick it up in the drive-thru and wolf it down on your way to work. This is your starting point. It's not bad, it's just no longer working for you. You're getting indigestion from rushing, the croissant doesn't hold you at all, and you've just spilled coffee on your crotch while changing lanes. Now your game is to improve your breakfast just a little bit, starting with what you already have or do. So here's stage two. Your opening moves in the meal transformation game. You might replace the croissant with a whole grain muffin. Instead of a dessert in a cup, you get a regular coffee with a single cream and sugar. 
or you grab a yogurt cup on your way out of the house for a little bit of protein. Now naturally you're still rushed and busy, so you eat your breakfast with some distractions while scrolling through emails at work. But this is a solid start. Well done. Now let's move on to stage three, the next level of gameplay. In this stage, you switch the muffin to granola with cottage cheese or Greek yogurt. You switch the cream in your coffee for 2%, or you even go right to black coffee, you meal player you. You add some colorful fruit, you're now eating out of dishes on a table instead of out of takeout packages off the dashboard of your car. Of course, you're still checking out the news headlines while you eat. No problem, we're keeping it real. All right, let's crank this up a notch. Stage four. Now you are seriously playing like a pro. You've changed rushing and panicked to set aside a little extra time to enjoy a leisurely breakfast. You cleverly prepped an egg frittata with veggies in advance on your food prep day. The coffee's become green tea since you noticed that too much coffee was tweaking you out. The protein plus colorful fruit and veg have become the stars of the meal. You've discovered you really like lemon water. <laughs> what? You don't even know you anymore. You eat mindfully, feeling relaxed, while watching the sun rise. Ah. Alright, that's transforming breakfast. Now let's take a look at how we can transform lunch, beginning with stage one. Now at this point, starting out, the idea of a sit-down lunch feels flat-out ridiculous. Eat slowly, who has time for that during a busy workday? Grab a burger and go. Another car dashboard meal, eaten on the go, another stomach ache and regret. So, you decide you might want to play with this meal too. Enter stage two. Now to improve that meal a little bit, you go to a higher-end burger place where you're pretty sure they use real meat. You get a side salad with that burger and maybe just a few potato chips. You choose a diet soda instead of regular, and you don't eat in your car, but you do eat by your computer. That's okay. You're progressing. But let's take it up another notch. Stage three. At this stage, you're doing a little prep work. You whipped up some burgers in advance so they're handy and ready to take to work. You also grab some nice cheese and whole grain buns from the local market on shopping day. Now for lunch, all you have to do is take your homemade burger and its fixins to work. You still grab a Diet Cola from the vending machine to wash it down, and you move from your desk to the lunchroom where you socialize with coworkers. This slows you down a bit and helps you digest and relax. Now let's take this to stage four. You're now having the burger without the bun, alongside a nice pre-prep salad. Instead of staying at your desk or in the office, you take a break. You sit outside and get some fresh air while you enjoy your meal. For a drink, water's all you need. Okay, so that's lunch. Now let's take a look at transforming dinner, beginning with stage one. All right, let me paint this picture for you. It's 8 p.m. You've just gotten home after an insane day at work. All you want to do is put food in your face and zone out in front of the TV. You can't even imagine making anything more complicated than boxed macaroni and cheese. Ketchup and hot dogs are as fancy as it gets. That's all right, but let's see now how we can move it to stage two. Here's the same concept, but instead, but instead, you're adding some extra protein with the help of a rotisserie chicken leg that you grabbed at the grocery store on your way home. You've added a side salad, just grabbing a few handfuls of pre-washed greens out of a bag. And you've whipped up your own pasta. Work is still on your mind and a couple of drinks will take the edge off, but that's okay. Now, let's try to move this to stage three. For this stage, things are getting a little fancy. You're upping the protein with a little more chicken, you're having a little less pasta, and you've also added a nice big salad to the mix. Plus, you've cut the booze to one drink. And you're sitting at the dinner table instead of flopping down on your couch or standing over the sink. Okay, now let's move this dinner 
to our final stage, stage four. Now again, we're playing here at the pro level. So with your meal planning and prep strategies, even a weeknight dinner can look good. In this case, you can whip up a delicious salad in three minutes flat and you have some pre-cooked quinoa in hand. That rotisserie chicken is still a fast, convenient option, but now it's got some healthy buddies. You're indulging in a single glass of good wine these days and you take time to savor it. So, as you can see from these four stages of meal transformation, it's not about reaching perfection. If you're at stage one, all you have to do is shoot for stage two or stage one and a half. And if you're in stage two, you can play with getting to stage three. And if you're stage three, heck, you can stay where you are. You might never even get to stage four, or it might only happen at times when you're relaxed and have a little extra time. Stage four might only happen on Sunday night, for example, whereas the rest of your week is a mix of stages one and two, and if you're super lucky, three. And that's okay. How far you progress along the continuum all depends on what you want, what you need, and what you can reasonably do right now. Over time, things can change. So play your game. And here's a little success secret. Have a food prep ritual. Now, if you're reading along with this article at precisionnutrition.com forward slash meal dash plans dash usually dash suck, you'll have seen some wonderful photos with those meal transformation stages I just described. And you might be looking at these photos and think, how can people possibly do that? Well, one success secret is having a food prep ritual. And the idea is simple. Practice planning and preparing healthy food in advance. This makes healthy eating convenient and easy. It also makes decisions easier. You don't have to make a choice when you're rushed and hangry. Your food prep ritual can include things like shopping or arranging to have food delivered, menu and meal planning, washing and chopping vegetables, cooking and preparing protein, for example, cooking up some chicken breasts, cooking meals in bulk, such as casseroles, soups, stews, and chili, preparing the dry ingredients for things like super shakes or healthy muffin mix, soaking grains and beans beforehand so that they'll be ready to cook later. You could be sorting foods into smaller containers or baggies, freezing and refrigerating food for later. You can be planning healthy meals that someone else cooks, such as using a meal delivery service, deciding in advance what to order at a restaurant, and so forth. And you can be looking ahead to ensure that you stay on track with healthy eating strategies during the next few days, especially during difficult times, such as a busy week, traveling, dealing with a family crisis, and so forth. And of course, you can mix and match any of these to find out what works for you. So experiment with systems, skills, and strategies that work for you and your life. After all, the real goal of a meal plan is to stop using a meal plan. Fit healthy people who have a good relationship with food don't need other people to tell them exactly what to eat at all times. Living a fit and healthy life doesn't require perfection either. So if you are using a meal plan, that's okay. Some people like prescription, especially if they're working towards a specific short-term goal, like cutting weight to compete in wrestling, making sure they get enough nutrients to support a healthy pregnancy, or fueling their triathlon performance. But keep it short-lived. Meal plans are supposed to be temporary, working towards a short-term goal. And of course, keep it real. As much as possible, try to make the meal plan fit with your real life, not the other way around. So if you're a parent, a worker, a student, or anyone else living in the real world, most of your meals will fall somewhere between the stages of one through three. And that's perfectly okay. Just experiment with being a little bit better wherever you can. And remember, all goals require trade-offs. If you want to achieve a high level of performance or exceptional body composition, 
Understand what you're prioritizing and sacrificing, because getting very lean, for instance, comes with costs. And you can learn more about that at precisionnutrition.com forward slash cost dash of dash getting dash lean. And of course, when it comes to meal plans, make sure it's working for you. If your meal plan is making you feel overwhelmed, anxious and fretful, guilty, regretful, bad, or overly rigid and or preoccupied with food, or in fact any other negative, unproductive emotion, and if you feel that meal plans result in you falling off the wagon hard, getting obsessive and compulsive about food, and restricting foods and food groups, or doing all or nothing, usually ending up with nothing, then consider trying another approach. So, in terms of that, what to do next? Number one, consider where you sit on the spectrum of meal stages. Where's your food game at? What level are you playing at? What level would you like to play at? Given your goals and current situation, what is realistic? For example, if you currently eat at stage one, your goal might be to eat at stage two for most meals. Or if you eat at stage three most of the time, but find yourself dipping into stage one or stage two meals more often than you like, you aim to stay at stage three a little more consistently. Number two, start small, one step at a time. Pick one meal to transform and focus on that. For instance, you might leave all your other meals at stage one and focus on getting lunch to stage two. Concentrate on improving that one meal each day. Start by using the examples in today's article. You might think about things like adding protein, adding veggies or fruits, eating less processed food, eating more nutrient-dense whole foods, drinking less alcohol or fewer sweet drinks, drinking more water, eating in a calmer, more relaxed setting, and eating more slowly and mindfully. Of course, don't try to do all of these things at once. Just try fiddling with one or two and see which ones work best for you. And number three, add things slowly. Once you've improved one meal a day, try another. If you feel like lunch is a solid stage two or three, play with moving breakfast, dinner, or snacks along the spectrum. Or once you've improved one factor in a meal, such as adding more protein, try another. For instance, if you're already getting more protein, now try switching out your sugary soda for some soda water or adding a little more veggies. Just be patient. And number four, set yourself up for success. Notice what makes it easier and simpler for you to eat better. Then figure out just how to do more or get more of that. For instance, is planning helping you? How could you do more of that? Is healthy meal delivery making it easy? Could you set aside a little more cash to get two meals a day delivered instead of one? Is setting aside time on Sunday afternoon to cook some protein a good idea? Great, keep doing that and book it in your calendar. Again, there's no right way to do this, so do what works for you. And number five, enjoy your meals. Meal plans don't usually address how you eat. So before you change what you eat, you can also try changing how you eat, such as slow down, breathe between bites, relax, savor your food, sit at a table if you can, and use real dishes if you can. Give yourself some time and space to appreciate those tasty concoctions you put together. After all, mealtime is your time. Lastly, number six, work towards being your own boss. Sometimes you might just want someone to tell you what to do, and that's fine and helpful, especially if you're juggling a lot, but only for a while. Over time, look for ways to help yourself intuitively and wisely make better choices rather than just following the rules. Think long-term. What do you want to have happen over the next few months, year, 10 years? Do you want to be on a meal plan for the next few decades? 
Today, if you were to take one small step towards the better end of the meal spectrum, what might that look like? And how can you start playing the meal transformation game today? All right, this has been Bryce from Precision Nutrition reading today's article, Meal Plans Usually Suck. Here are six better ways to transform your diet by Brian St. Pierre. You can read the article online yourself at precisionnutrition.com forward slash meal dash plans dash usually dash suck. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.